With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clar and Company. And we are back. It's Broncos Blast, and we are blasting. We'll have, uh, we're in search of Ian St. Clair. Follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. He is the uh, co-host of the Mile High Report uh, radio podcast, lead writer at uh, PlayColorado.com. We'll be talking about what the downside is for the Denver Bronco fans who are increasingly excited about this uh, team, 2020, every time... Uh, Every time I see Jerry Judy's name catching a pass in someone's column listing what happened at practice like Ryan O'Halloran of the Post, I imagine all of Denver like ripples with nervous excitement. All of that will be brought to you in this next segment by Framed Art. Framed Art is open. Keep calm and frame on with Brian Hart at Framed Art. And uh, uh, when I see the Broncos organization and players go in there, it always reminds me of that. But don't forget... Their custom mat design with the Valiani computerized mat cutter can design and trace the shape of any of your photos, patches, memorabilia, create something just for you, just like they do for the Broncos at Framed Art 3065 South Broadway. And uh, we say good morning, Ian, and uh, we want to know um, what's the upside and what's the downside for all this building excitement for the Denver Broncos 2020 season. I, I don't think there is much of a downside at this point. I think uh, the only way that it could be is if somehow the season gets started and it doesn't finish 
or for some reason because of COVID-19, they they aren't able to go forward, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case because the NFL seems to be doing uh, a decent job with all 32 teams staying in their respective bubbles, so they haven't had any positive cases. So I don't see much of a downside of the excitement because when I look at this team, and I was thinking about this, and Adam Onati and I have talked about this on our podcast. The last couple of years, it's, it's felt forced. Like it's, it's felt like, yeah, we have to get excited, but we know it's not really going to pan out. So I, that's why I, toy, I coined the phrase fool's gold with Joe Flacco and Case Keenum. It doesn't feel like that with Drew Locke. Now, obviously, he's going to have to play more than five games. So there, there in and of itself could be one of the downsides is that maybe he's not what everyone expects or thinks that he can be. So I think that would be a huge development if that happens. I don't think it will. But I think the positive is just it's good to feel excitement again. It's good to have the positive attention, to not have to talk about quarterback battles at training camp because the last thing I think anyone wanted was to have in this unique training camp another quarterback battle. So I, I... I just I think it's so refreshing to have positive attention for this team, even across the country, with people realizing that the Broncos are headed on the right path. While it might not come this season, they're definitely on the right path. Well, in the obvious downside is that no one can go watch the games in person. I mean, that's but but we I think we've kind of become. I guess I should say accustomed to that now, looking at games on TV and seeing cardboard cutouts in the stands and video displays of fans and all that. I guess we've become kind of numb to the idea that we can't actually go watch games in person. So that's a, But that's maybe we overcome that. To me, the upside so far has been this, there hasn't been this oversaturation of coverage of training camp. It's been handled like it should be handled every year, and that's been refreshing for me. But um, what, I can, what concerns me is what you talked about, uh, or what Michael was talking about before the break, that this is the first, today I think is the first of four padded practices. They get four times in pads before they play a real game. That should concern every football fan. But basically, and, and what, kind think, of quality, what are we going to see on the field, quality-wise? And I think we're seeing, because when you amp up from zero to 100, and I, that, that's yep. what the NFL has done, yep. because they, yep. haven't, they haven't had the OTAs, they didn't have minicamp in June, when you amp up from zero to to one hundred, even if you have things in place to where it's a progression, you're still doing that over the course yep. of like two weeks. Very well. So put. we're seeing that with guys getting yep. soft tissue issues, or yep. uh, so that's typically muscle strains yep. or yep. or the injuries like that. So I, I think it, it's going to be. Interesting how they handle these four padded practices. Uh, if they if they try to make it as similar to a preseason game as you can, because that could be your four preseason games. Is, is yep. if that's how they take their these four padded practices? And Fangio has said that it's going to be like a game where they're going to handle it exactly like pregame. They're going to have halftime. So mm. there is where I think they could have some benefit to it is if they treat it like a preseason game. I, I just I think everything in 2020 is so unique, and <laughs> the fact that fans aren't going to be there is well, at least in some places. I, I I have no doubt Kansas City and Dallas are going to try to do it. I don't know how that's going to happen, but that's another discussion. I I just I, I 
it is such a unique year, and I, yeah, I'm not fans not being there. It's definitely a downside, but I think if you're able to watch it, I think that somehow kind of mitigates it a little bit. You know, for for me, uh, you know, for me, uh, football has always been the ultimate TV sport. Uh, ever since the overtime game in 1958, I think everybody realized, uh, sort of realized that the famous game that kind of put the NFL uh, into a premier position at that point to challenge baseball before it surpassed baseball as a pastime. But, you know, my, my concern would be that there are guys who shine when the lights are on, when it's an actual game situation. When And if I look at, at the different competitions, cornerback, nickelback, running back, center, uh, now inside linebacker because of injury. Uh, it, there's there's some spots open there where guys are competing to uh, to be the ones who set foot as starters on, on the field. The one I'm concerned about is quarterback. You are under pressure, on your own, alone out there on an island very frequently, uh, often without safety help. Uh, and that is the position that, boy, I would feel a lot more comfortable if I was a pro coach if I had preseason games, that's the one I'd be concerned about, uh, Ian. Yeah, I, I, I totally see that because it, it, regardless of what's going on, if, if you're going against your own offense, it's not going to be really full bore and you're not going to be able to get a, a real idea. Because you, you want to see cornerbacks against other receivers. You don't want to continually watch them against Cortland Sutton against Jerry Judy, against K.J. Hamler, Tim Patrick, Deshaun Hamilton, you want to break it up a little bit to see how they can do against somebody else because you can get into a development where you start to get an idea of what receivers do, and that can give you a false hope of what this cornerback can do. And that's actually one of the downsides that I have with fans not being in the stands is that we're going to get a false hope of Garrett Bowles. Maybe the fans not being there actually is a positive development for him and he may somehow play better with not having the stress of being booed every time he gets called for a holding <laughs> yeah. penalty. So, with, but with the cornerbacks, I, I think that one of the positive developments is Bryce Callahan has remained on the field throughout the course of camp. Now, with Michael Ojemudier, the rookie from Iowa, being somewhat dampered with an injury, hopefully he's able to come back. We'll see the depth at cornerback. I think one of the positives, you mentioned inside linebacker. Mike Cliss tweeted yesterday that Todd Davis was moving around pretty well. So I don't think his calf injury is as severe as it was last year, so that that's big. You still have Alexander Johnson. So we will see about about the nickelback. I, I think that is still and will, and will remain one of the biggest question marks, even when the season starts. I think I don't think anybody's complained about the reasoning behind the, the over the last ten years or so the changes in practices and the changes in routine for concussion protocol. Right? We understand that they don't hit as much in practice as they used to. They don't practice tackling as much as they used to because of the concerns about concussions. But this takes it to this year takes it to a different level. Are we going to see anybody being able to tackle at all this season in any level of football? Carl Mecklenburg told me a couple years ago that that's the reason that tackling is so bad in football because they don't practice tackling anymore in practice, even before the season. <clears throat> how, are they going to learn, how are they going to tackle this year? Is anybody going to be able to tackle anybody? Well, it, that's been an issue with the Broncos on top yes, of covering tight ends. So yeah. I, we'll, we'll see about that. I, I remember it because I grew up in Greeley. 
and I remember going to training camp at UNC on the practices oh, yeah. of, of Butler Hancock Field, and there'd be two a days, and they would be going all out. Yep. But that was because yep. they didn't come to Greeley in shape, and they didn't have mini camp, and they didn't have right. OTAs at that point. I, I I do think that's one of the things that has happened with lack of training camp and the way that it used to be is that it it does affect how you tackle. I mean, and to me, tackling is like rebounding. It's all about effort. When I played basketball, yep. rebounding had nothing to do with effort or had nothing to do with ability. It was all about effort. Did you want yep. it more? And I yep. think that's just, I think that's the case with tackling. Do you want it? It's not so much about do you have the ability to tackle because everyone can tackle. It's just do you want to? And I think another part of that is the rules that have come into place about right. how you can tackle. And I, I think that's really impacted what guys think they can do because like Steve Atwater and Dennis Smith and all those guys who used to hit hard, now you have to second guess, well, if I just wallop this guy, I'm going to end up with a penalty instead of just doing it the way that you were told throughout the course of your life playing days yeah. since you were yeah. a child. So I, it will be interesting to see how what this looks like come the season, how, how sloppy it is, how, many, how long it takes for them to get up to game pace and, and looking like a professional football team. Hey, Ian, uh, before we let you go, give us a couple of seconds on what's coming up on the Mile High Report radio podcast. So Adam and I will continue to talk about uh, training camp, and I never thought that I would put this much attention and care so much about a center getting starting reps, but that's the case with Lloyd Cushenberry. I'm just amped up about Cushenberry being there to work with Drew Locke, hopefully developing that rapport, but continually talking about training camp and what to expect from the season as we get closer. Very good. That's Ian St. Clair. Follow Thanks, Matt Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, guys. Hey, coming up next, we will talk. We call. I'm calling it Survival Week, one of the teams that uh, came back from the brink. The Avalanche got into their series. Next with Evan Rowell at DNVR. Uh, we will uh, talk to him about uh, we'll get an injury update as the Avalanche get ready to resume play on Sunday against the Dallas Stars, and we'll predict Game 4 right after this.